Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. I think people know. All right. Well, we're telling you. Yeah. Don't don't buy the audio for that reason. <laughs> okay. So to get into Empire of the Vampire, from the Holy Cup comes Holy Light. The faithful hand sets world alight, and in the seven martyr sight, mere man shall end this endless night. It has been twenty-seven long years since the last sunrise. For nearly three decades, vampires have waged war against humanity, building their eternal empire even as they tear down our own. Now only a few sparks of light endure in the sea of darkness. Gabriel de Lejeune is a silver saint and a member of a holy brotherhood dedicated to defending realm and church from the creatures of the night. But even the silver order cannot stem the tide once daylight failed us, and now Gabriel remains imprisoned by the very monsters he vowed to destroy. The last silver saint is forced to tell his story, a story of legendary battles and forbidden love, of faith lost and friendships won, of wars and blood, and the forever king, and the quest for humanity's last remaining hope. Dun, dun, dun. So I did not read the preface of this book, only that I knew that there were vampires coming. Yeah. And I was excited. Okay. Because both Don and I can both say that we have been looking for the next vampire book, have we not, Don? We did not find yeah. it with Trace Wolf. No. Wolf failed us. <laughs> I guess so. so we, right? She did, and she did because she, like, double-dipped into a story we No, no, no. I mean, I guess so, looking for the next great vampire book. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, girl, she did. We bashed that. Yeah, no, that was bad. (laughs) It was bad. So, okay, what did you give this book? Okay, so 
I gave it a 3.8, but mostly it's not the book's fault for that. It's it's a me problem. It's not the book problem, and I'll explain. Yeah, I am also at the same rating as you, like a three seven five, almost yeah. four. And again, it's it's me personally into our dislikes. So yeah, number one for me, the length of this book is just daunting. It is agonizing to a fault, to where it just, it really, really affected my rating because it took so dang long to meet everybody that I wasn't as invested as I hoped I would have been sooner Yeah. within the book. Yeah. I think one of the good things about Kristoff is that he has the ability to get his point across in a short amount of pages. And he purposely made this as an epic journey book. And I agree. It, this book could have been so much better if he had to just stuck to how he usually writes his stories. But this is what he was going for. He wanted to make a book like Name in the Wind, which I only read like two chapters of, but I understand, you know, what he was doing with it. I just didn't like it. And that's a me problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. This world was great, right? It was really great. However, the plot line is just so agonizing in some capacities because it's like we're building up for the next battle, if you will. And then it's a constant buildup for the next battle and with a very few rewards. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. And that's my first issue is that this book is plot driven and I don't like plot driven books. I like character driven and that's a me problem. If you like plot driven books, then this, this is your jam. If you do not, then it ain't. So, nope, nope. I like character-driven books as well. Plot-driven. Mm. <laughs> nope. I could care less about the battles, and I was honestly skimming over them because I didn't care. A lot of repetitiveness within these battles for me personally that I saw, and that was because I was listening to it for some of it, you know, which did give me a glimpse as to like. You know, those little heat hidden th- things that could be hidden within the story. Not always, but again, if you like that type of stuff, go for it. I feel like it had a lot of the same things that when we read Game of Thrones together, I felt like I was reading these battles that I've read in GOT. Yeah. Like same setup same kind of outcome and then rubbing up again for the next uh, you know enemy to come basically is how I felt yeah um, with that so my next thing that I had an issue with in this book and again this is probably just this this as Don said it's a me problem there is a certain way that the story is told and I think that the abruptness with how the story is told 
does not help add to the story. In a sense where I got lost a little bit as to who was talking and when they were talking. Yeah. And I'm not going to say any more because it's a spoiler, but it's just that really distracted me because I had a lot of moments where I had to pause and go, wait a minute, what just happened? Did I miss something? Was there something key that was just said? I don't know. Who's talking right now? I had, I had that happen quite a bit. It was like that when you were reading the book too, because you kind of have to pay attention to the quotation marks. So if it's a single quote in a quote, you know, he's talking to this person, but if it's a quote, like a double quote, it's this person. And then I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was almost even worse in the book because you you have to kind of pay attention to the quotation marks to kind of give you a clue as to who he's talking to. It's awful, right? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't too terrible, but yeah. Yeah, that was another big kicker for me. That was why my rating is the way that it is because I just, I really had an issue with that. When in, in a lot of other books, I've, I've never had, I've never read it this way before. So I was excited for that because it's a different type of storytelling that Kristoff is doing. But I think my brain just wasn't ready for it because it's so abrupt in a lot yeah. of manners. Um, yeah um my next one is and this kind of goes along with my first problem was there wasn't enough character development and um we'll go into that in the spoiler section but there were some characters that I didn't really like I didn't like Aaron and I didn't like Talon I kind of felt like Aaron was I won't say totally pointless but I don't know they were just angry men and I was over it it was so annoying. I didn't like, I didn't like the cost at all. So, um, yeah. No, I agree. I agree in a lot of mannerisms. Uh, I had an issue with our main protagonist. He kind of fell flat for me in a lot of areas just because his progression in his character is not as as advanced as I would hope, especially with how lengthy this book is, I was hoping to see more of a shift in his character, whether for good or for bad. And it just kind of felt that he was like one note in a lot of manners of this book. And it was just, I, yeah, I had an issue with him. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked him, but I didn't like him at the same time. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't anything special. Like, a lot of, like, I was reading other people's reviews of this book, and they were kind of comparing him to um, Geralt of Rivia. But I feel like Geralt was, his, he had a sense of humor. Like, in book Geralt was a little bit better than TV show Geralt, but he in the book he had a really interesting sense of humor but he's portrayed as this monster killer and people don't like him and you know everybody hates him but he's a really nice guy so uh, Gerald is way better than Gabriel like there's no comparison as far as I'm concerned maybe if Gabriel had more of a sense of humor or something I don't know 
I don't know what could have saved his character, but I don't feel like he was a character I've never read before. He mm-hmm. he wasn't special. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, Geralt has, like, he's like 10 times the better character. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a, we're a little biased. We kind of like The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> Both Don and I have read and seen the show. We can attest to our testament here, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was kind of bummed with a few of the characters, and I don't. I was bummed about certain, yeah, certain characters, and I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil anything. But I was bummed with some outcomes of certain characters. Okay. <laughs> It's so hard to not be like name dropping, plot dropping. Yep. Um, I felt like the themes weren't strong enough in this book. Like this book starts off with a issue that a lot of people have, um, religion and why can't god save everybody basically why why is there hunger and disease and pain in the world when god could just literally eradicate everything and i think that was it was a strong beginning and i was like okay let's go let's do this but i don't know i felt like it wasn't explored enough and then there was a theme of how women have no purpose in this world and once again i felt like nothing was really done with that and i was waiting for it Never mind. Yeah, I only have one nitpick. Okay. So my, well, I guess we should say this. It's nitpicking time. Nitpicking time. Nitpicking time. Um, 
main protagonist and the main enemy of this book? How come we only see them together a few times? Yeah. I'm just saying. Not even a... People could see our faces right now. (laughs) Like, I... 900 pages. And we get two little scenes. Why? Why? Well, it was on purpose, obviously. I don't know why. I guess there's like a mystery, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what's what's your nitpick? Um, I usually like Kristoff's sense of humor, but it was just a little too crass. And I'm not a, I'm not like, oh my god, stop cursing! Like that's not me. But I was just like, between Dior and DeCoste. And Talon with the F my face and just the bullying and just like, oh my God. I don't know how much more this I could take. Yep. Yep. I was a little over the language being used myself because I wanted to be like, could you find a different word? Yeah. Could Could you maybe find just maybe a different word? I've heard this conversation already. From 17 other people back there. So, yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that we're on the same page with that. It makes me feel pretty good. Don and I are never, like, <laughs> same rating on books. So no. This is, uh, this is we're an not. Um, okay, so let's go into our likes. Okay. Okay. I have to say there is a specific, like, Specifical? Is that even a word? No. <laughs> 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 ah, <laughs> there is a distinct sword that is in this book that is uh, Gabe's like special sword that he like basically won from a gambling like thing or whatever. It's this magical sword. Her name is Ash Drinker, and she is like my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. You you want to stick her in your pocket and just take her with you? Because she's like the voice of reason, I feel like, in Gabe's world. I really do. But I loved, I loved that, I guess it's not really a character, it's an inanimate object. It could be a character. It's still a character. Yeah, it's a character. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. What about you? Well, this was kind of a like and a dislike, but um, I kind of like that the plot was really simple. It was just, well, find, well, okay, end the darkness and find the grail to hopefully end the darkness. Like, it was just a very simple plot. Um, but at the same time, it was a little too simple. And I think because I wasn't interested in a lot of the characters and I felt like the book was too long that usually if you have a simple plot, there's other things that distract you like the characters in the world. And I felt like there wasn't enough distracting. So then I'm, cause I'm reading the book and I'm like, 
I'm, I was reading it really fast and I was like, wow, this isn't much of a challenge. Like I am like reading this faster than a normal Kristoff book. And I'm like, okay, this isn't challenging me. It's very, very simple words. It's, it's not nothing to really think about. And I kind of had an issue with that, but I guess this is the like section. Never mind. I, did, I like that it was simple, but because I don't like a convoluted plot. That's like the kiss of death for me. So I like that I knew what the plot was. Find the grill in the darkness. Find the grill in the darkness. Very simple plot. I like that. Mm -hmm. But it was like just not distracted well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I loved... I really liked uh, Greyhound's character. His mentor of the sorts, but he doesn't give a crap about what happens to him. Other than, get in line, you're gonna lose it, and that's it. Like, and he's just like a no BS character, and I really liked that because he was consistent all the way throughout the story. And I won't say what other parts I'm talking about, but like, all through <laughs> throughout the story I liked that he did not break face because he was a likable character was he to a point okay I also is it gray hands or gray I don't know what his name was I think it's gray hands gray hands gray hands I I had him down too as a like but I'm not gonna say anything else because I'm gonna save it for the spoiler so, but I also liked Astrid and Dior. I think they were my favorites. Um, I wanted more of them, unfortunately. I don't think they were in it enough. Um, especially Astrid, I wanted her more. I kept, you know what? I, okay, and I had to go to the hospital about a month ago. And, the, you know, the hospital, they don't have enough channels. But one channel they did have was TBS and The Office. So I'm back. So I'm like, I have been watching The Office nonstop for two Anyway, I wanted to call her Astrid because that's Jan's baby. Astrid. Astrid. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. That was like another, another like of mine is the two um, people within this book that I loved and was really excited to read about did not get enough screen time. Yeah. They didn't get enough screen time um, at all. And I'm really hoping that maybe in the second one we'll get a little bit more screen time thing. Um, I did like, and I guess it, like, it is a spoiler, so I don't want to like get into too much detail, but there are, is certain things that there's there's conversations between Astrid and, and Gabriel that I really like how those were done and I want to know why and how they were done that way um okay so this is not a spoiler <clears throat> my last like is that it does have pictures in it and people know that it has pictures in it because before the book came out he was showing <clears throat> illustrations in his book uh, so <laughs> the pictures were good 
And sometimes I would listen to it and I didn't have the book in front of me. And then I have to go back and try to find the picture it was referencing or to see if there was a picture that went with it. But I think that all books should have pictures now because now I'm spoiled because I like, I like, I like what the characters look like. I like, I want to know what the author is envisioning their character to look like. And so, and everybody was in this book is hot with a smoking bod. Everybody. Every single person. Everybody. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I know. I li- I really liked the pictures. And I think it's because, like, as adults, like, we don't get picture books unless you read a graphic novel. And, like, let's be honest, I don't read graphic novels as much anymore. Nope. Because I don't have little girls that I watch anymore, so I don't have the need to look at them. You know, the <laughs> I really liked them though because I feel like that's something that as an avid reader I always want to know like what they were picturing the characters look like because how I pictured them is not what some of the fan art looks like when it comes out and it's like very skewed different opinions or whatever and it's like nope this is exactly how I pictured them to be like you need to put them in there for a reason yeah and we have a map ladies and gentlemen there is a map as well I like maps very happy with that. So we are going to spoil it for you in five, four, three, two, one. All right. Where do we want to start with this? Well, the big one that I knew because I figured, I guessed midway through because she kept coming to him in dreams. And I'm like, why would she do that? Because they're fucking dead. So I kind of figured that out midway through. Okay. See, I did not. I assumed that she was turned and she meaning Astrid. So Gabriel marries Astrid, right? And they, you know, have the ever after type of story deal or whatever. And he's like off on this quest and she keeps popping up in this like wraithy form talking about how like you're going places that I can't follow you type of a thing. When are you going to come home? All the stuff like that. And I'm like, did she get turned into a witch? Because there was like weird, magical people happening. Not only vampires, but there was also like these witch ladies walking around trying to find the grail as well and saying that the Order didn't know they were talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know she was dead. And then when he was having a talk with Dior, I was like, oh, shoot, she gone. And I was, I was like in denial because I didn't want her to die. <laughs> I did have an issue with it, though, because, <clears throat> because they weren't, she wasn't in the story enough for me or Patience, the daughter, for me to have some type of feeling about it. And because this book is told like non-linearly, like it would jump to when he was a teen and then it would jump to when he was an adult, there was time. And the way this book is written, there was an opportunity for us to get to know Astrid and them as a married couple and a family. And because that didn't happen, 
when the scene came about, I was like, I didn't cry. I, I felt what happened to that? Like, obviously you married her. Obviously you have a daughter. Does she have the same powers as you? I don't know. I want to talk about the different types of silver saints, right? So you have the, the, there's like four different like main houses, right? And so the silver saints are deemed a silver saint because they are sired from a vampire, basically. Like one of the big main four, um, what are they called? I thought they were just families. Families, right? So like the Collins, that's how I saw it. And I'm not even joking. <laughs> With the Volturi and the Collins and the different powers and all this other stuff like that. So, um, okay, they had the Blood Boss, which is like the Iron Hearts, right? And then the Blood Castian, Blood Iron, and Blood Divok, whatever. Girl, I don't remember. <laughs> Anyway, so they all have, like, different powers. Like, one can control and bend your will. One can, um, like, has, like, steel flesh, basically. And the other one has, um, they can bend and manipulate, like, your manners and emotions and stuff like that. Another one is, like, they have, like, super big strength or whatever. But Gabriel, of course, is not one of those houses. He is one of a hidden house. We still don't know all the answers to that one because he just burns vampires' flesh off. So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That I did like. I did like that because of the fact that it was new and, of course, it was going to be a hidden, you know, basically somewhere else. Lineage. Yeah. And in a YA book, he would have been the chosen one and had all four. Which oh, is yeah, what see, I like that he yeah, didn't, yeah, that's what I was expecting. And then when they were saying he was a, a loser, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. He doesn't have any of them. Okay, cool. Which is nice. Yeah. Which is that that was a really good story to tell. Like, he has this hidden lineage that no one else knows about. And it doesn't make him better than all the rest either. No. But he's just different. <coughs> or he's like mediocre and everything else going. I really did. I really did like that. Um, we probably have to talk about Dior. Yes. Okay. I did not see that coming at all. No, I didn't see that one. I was, okay. <laughs> so we're presented with this 14-year-old savior of the world right like they're the chosen woman is brought of light blah 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 and all of this stuff and whatever it was really intense and i don't remember all of it but <laughs> so they seek out the grail with chloe his like best friend you know from high school to say it like that because that's just easier <laughs> and they seek out the grail and it's like this ratty tatty boy <coughs> And he finds out she's a girl. And then his whole entire perspective changes on how he treats her. Yeah. However, 
it's because his daughter has died and we don't know that yet. Which, by the way, because I was at first like, are you really going to treat her like she's some dainty piece of property after you literally just continuously bash each other left and right? Yeah. But now you're, like, wanting to protect her all of a sudden, and then you find out about his daughter, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh. He has some daddy seeds that have not been fulfilled because he's literally just lost his daughter. It's basically Gerald and Siri. <laughs> I know. He's found I Siri. Know. But they don't like witch talk each other back and forth. No. Though. There's a good camaraderie there. But yeah, I did not see that coming. And well done, Kristoff, because that was the first time in really time I was like blindsided by something. I was like, <gasps> he took the coat off to like give him CPR and he's like standing there startled and I'm like what's wrong like does he have like a giant star on his chest or something like I thought like maybe there was like a some sort of tattoo thing all over him kind of like what he has as a silver saint because they get all these like messages basically tattooed into them that alights when they're like full of the spirit if you will <laughs> yeah um and then there's boobs and it's like oh wow his boobs. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming either. I didn't see it coming, and I also did not see that Dior was supposed to be sacrificed at all. No, and uh, yeah, no. I guess we didn't understand the prophecy good enough. No. But I thought Chloe was a piece of shit, and. I, you know what? They kept saying, she's a believer. She's a believer. She's devout. I, that should have been a clue, but. I didn't see it, though. No. I didn't see it. I was like, I thought she was like one of those, you know, teacher's pets that's like, I have, I believe everything you tell me, right, to be true. I believe everything you tell me. And so it's like when her best friend from. Like, you're gonna, you, you have to kill her. And she's like, well, I'm gonna do whatever I have to do because I, be, I believe this to be true. And he's like, but I'm telling you, as someone who cares about you, you're making the wrong move. And she still, like, goes to go through with it. And it's just, like, so heartbreaking because I'm like, he's lost so many people. Yeah. He's lost so many people. It's like a George Martin book. Don't get attached. They're gonna die. Like, that's all I see. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about with gray hands. It's like, this guy, I, I I can't quite understand him, which is a good thing. But I wish he had been on the page more. Because I felt like, you know, he took um, Gabriel under his wing. He had such high hopes for him and Gabriel kept disappointing him. And he kept like casting him out. And I don't know if it was to teach him a lesson. But in the end... I'm like, is he jealous of Gabriel? Does yeah. he, is he disappointed in him? Because he was just like, fuck you. 
you you defended the cost how could you do that this is our faith it's very black and white there is no gray and i'm like but he seemed to love him but at the same time he just had no mercy and i wish they could have explored him a little bit more in his relationship with um i want to i come on to keep calling him gerald gabriel <clears throat> but yeah so i really did like gray hands and i wish he was in it a little bit more because it's like you want to understand the motive behind him, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you, because you hold such a high hope. It's like it's almost like the Star Wars, like Obi Wan Kenobi thing, right? Like you hold such high hope for them that at the end they're going to make a sacrifice for you because you're their like, you know, their student that yeah. they spent all this time molding and shaping, and you know edifying you in the best way you can possibly be and it's like I secretly assumed that gray hands was that he understood Gabriel like even all the way forward like was trying to push him to make these decisions that everyone's like don't do it don't do it don't do it but he was pushing him towards doing it because he knew the, the outcome of it or he knew he would see through you know what was actually happening with their belief in this faith, right? What do you mean? <laughs> that he knew that they were um, just as bad as the vampires, basically. Oh, okay. With having to sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? Like to get to that point where they're starting to sacrifice people all for the sake of other people. And it's like, well, that's what they just set out to do was not to kill any more people. Like, <laughs> I don't get this here. Um, she's she's not a newborn because she died when she was a kid 
And at this point, Gabe is 32. So that would make her in her late 20s. I don't know vampire years. So maybe she's a newborn. I feel like he said that she was a newborn. And she shouldn't have that much power. But maybe it's whoever turned her. Do we know? Yeah. Or it's like maybe... If this is just a, a a thought, maybe she has some of his bloodline in her veins. How they have different dads? You don't know that. Anything True. True. Anything can happen, Ron. Let's talk about Jean, Jean the Vampire. Okay. So this whole storyline. <laughs> In this book, it's told between Gabriel is now the last standing silver saint in the world type of thing, maybe. I don't know. He's bloodied. He's beaten. He hasn't had a smoke in a really long time. And he's a drunk. (laughs) And he goes to turn himself in to give his confession of his story and how he lost to the grail. No. Right? No, I thought he was in prison for killing the main guy. And then Jean comes in and was like, my queen wants your story before they hang you. Is that it? Yeah. It's in the first chapter. But, but I, I, we don't ever see him kill the forever king. No, exactly. And I was not happy about that. Because the, by the end of the book, you expect to see the last battle... And how he got there, but no, you That's don't. That's what I'm saying. I forgot then because I'm like, well, he didn't kill him. He, he did killed, kill him. He killed that chicky boo. I swear he killed him. I said, the, I swear the very first sentence in the book is, oh boy killed Fabian Voss or whatever his name is. All right, you find it. You tell me because, mm, okay. because the way that the book starts and the way that the book ends is the same. He like attacks Jean. Yeah, well, yeah, he does. But I, but I'm talking about the last like, uh, sent or um, little chapter or whatever is literally it's like dawn and dusk or whatever it is, or whatever. But it's like it's totally in this same so he attacks Jean-Luc is his name Jean-Luc? I don't know whatever his name is Um, but he attacks him and then I'm like okay so like does he get out? no he doesn't because that woman saves him oh well she John doesn't die um the woman comes in and attacks Gabriel and locks the door so he's still locked in there Yeah, it says, the first chapter, it was the 27th year of Day's death in the realm of the Forever King, and his murderer was awaiting to, was waiting to die. Gabriel. His murder, he was waiting to die? Yeah. Because the way that the book starts, so was sunset, and then dawn, and so the way that the book starts is the way that the book ends, it's well. So is it actual dawn? Like the sun comes up? 
because then that means that he killed the Forever King and Day's death is over. But it doesn't say. It doesn't it says the twenty seventh year of Day's death. It doesn't that's how it begins. But I don't remember how it ends. And I was paying attention to the end actually. Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. You didn't notice that there was a scene? No. Girl, I've read it like seven times. Both both of them. To find where the missing piece was. But anybody listening, no, it starts and ends the same exact way. This book is so dang long. How am I supposed to remember how the book starts? It's a, okay, I didn't remember he killed him. Does he kill him? Is it just enough? Well, it still says the sky above was dark as sin. Mm-hmm. So it's still dark. Oh yeah, Dawn hasn't graced that place. Maybe it's coming. Maybe Dior is coming. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe. I think Jay Kristoff likes... <laughs> He either likes the name Dawn or he likes the word Dawn because this is the second time Dawn has appeared in his books. Dark Dawn in the Nevernight series and now this. And my name is Dawn, by the way, just in case you forgot. <laughs> That's why I brought that up. He loves you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any other thoughts that you want to talk about? Nope. I, I think we covered all the things that I was like, oh, yeah. And this happened. I did like, okay, I wanted to say this by Ash Drinker. I like that she had a stutter when she got cracked. I think that that was cute and well done. Yeah. Well done. Because I really like this dang sword. I was all for the sword. But it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we hope that you guys enjoyed our podcast. Again, sorry it's been a little long, but we've been busy so yeah and until next time we'll catch you in the next podcast bye bye